Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. Oh, it's going to be a good day because I can already see the disappointment in Casper's eyes got the impending nicknames. It's the smile on your <laughs> face oh. that's freaking me I'm out, just man. in a good place. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I can be, I can be, anyway. I'm not afraid of you. I, well, and I'm afraid of your Nerf gun arsenal over there. Like, holy crap. Dude, I was dude. organizing that this morning before yeah. you got here. You look like a terrorist, With but foam. for like... A kindergarten class. <laughs> There's a lot of Nerf guns over there, man. Anyway, my name is Al the Apostle. I oh, went with it. It was a good one. It. Right. And with me, as ever, <laughs> is Casper the Quacker. Wow. Yeah. And then? And I spelled that K-W-A-C-K-E-R. Oh, thank you for paying homage yeah. to my name. Yeah. I, just for you, buddy. <laughs> and with us... Opting in on the nickname game. I'm sorry. And I feel like the more people who opt in, the more the pressure <laughs> there is on everybody else to opt in. Yeah. Is <laughs> muscular Mike Rollinson from Uncle <laughs> Amplification. Very nice. Very well, you know what? That was all right. That was all right. It was an M word. It was complimentary. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It could have, was, yeah, you, it could have been worse. <laughs> I was thinking like wrestlers. Like, mm -hmm. what if you say muscular Mike Rollinson? It kind of sounds like a wrestler name. Oh, yeah, like Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rowdy Roddy <laughs> Piper, was it? Yeah. That's aging myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we're, we're stoked to have you on, Mike. Uh, I, I, you're somebody I've been watching on Instagram for quite a bit here, and uh, I've been, been dreaming about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. I'm glad I got some people watching me out there. So I'm doing my best to build a build a little bit of a base. That's the only place anybody knows me is on Instagram. I don't do Facebook. So um, that that's there's like right now. I think there's 650 people in the world that know I exist. So well, that's better than zero. Yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> and you got a healthy little business going on. And you know what? What more could you ask for than two chubby Canadian bearded guys dreaming about you? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the dreams of bearded men. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into what's been going on this week, and let's start with our man of the uh, man of the hour here. What have you been up to this week, Mister Mike? Uh, well, um, on my desk currently, I have got a new project that I've been working on, which is a uh, it's a reverb tank with a preamp built into the back end of it. So it's uh, it's based loosely off the uh, 6G15 Fender, you know, the original reverb tank, um, and then it's pumping into a into a pre, uh, and then through DI. So it'll be uh, typically, you know, that old reverb tank. You you pretty much had to use it into a guitar amp. This is going to allow for it to be used in other situations as well. So it'll be pretty cool. Hmm. I've always wanted to get one of those reverb units mm. there. It, it, nothing sounds like a tank i mean really i mean it's like it's completely it, it has its own reverb sound that's totally. for sure they're they're <clears throat> for like touring purposes these days they're huge and wildly impractical but somehow just you want it all the more because of that <laughs> yeah right well uh, this one's going to have a short tank in it so i'm trying to get the size down a little bit um and then you know adding in a lot more features to it just to be able to be able to take it straight to the board mm. with anything you know you could the, even uh, put vocals through it is that what this uh, gorgeous looking flame maple cabinet you're building is, uh, just on your instagram uh, yeah actually the, the yep the last thing i posted is the cabinet for that oh, so that's, that's super yeah. good looking dude yeah so my you know my whole stick all along has sort of been you know uh I have a really good wood store close by and I've taught myself quite a bit of woodworking stuff. So I like to use a lot of natural wood in there. Um, and initially, you know, when it's still, you know, when I built speaker cabinets, you know, I, I can change tone and stuff like that by changing wood. So, um, and I don't do any poly or anything on the cabinets. So, you know, for a speaker or something like that, it would, you know, it would definitely have its own voice for sure. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I just noticed because I, I obviously have your Instagram open in front of me. Um, you actually have 666 followers, my friend. Oh, nice. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> Good. Number of the that's, beast. That's right, man. <laughs> Crank some maiden folks. Celebrate. There you go, man. Today's cool. the day. <laughs> it's a good one for 2020 there. So yeah. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you're in North Carolina. I am. 
That's awesome, dude. So are you close to the beach? I'm about three hours, three hours and 15 minutes to the beach. I'm right in the middle of the state. Okay. All right. So I have mountains two hours away, beach three hours away. So All right. So you can do a lot of good sports. You just got to get a little bit of a drive in before you can do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's plenty to do here in Central North Carolina, too. It's beautiful here. So haven't been yet. It's on my bucket list to to like get to get to all fifty states, but uh, I've uh, obviously because my proximity is uh, on the western half, uh, I've I've predominantly visited the western half of the states first. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, anyway, so all right, that's uh, that's your week, Casper. Tell me your week, man. You want to talk about that? I just want to yeah, do, do a it. little, pay a little. Well, we got to say thank homage you, and a big, big thank you to Norm from Normac Pedals <laughs> because he sent us each a noise box. Basically, this is a uh, a boost pedal and a drive. Yeah, and it's all prototypey. It's in our colors with our <laughs> logo. Uh, Super, super stoked. Thank you so much, Norm. Um, yeah, I've just been blown away and having a lot of fun playing it. So <laughs> that was a big thing my week. I restrung my acoustic guitar and realized just how disgusting it was. And I spent 40 minutes, like, scrubbing down the fretboard. <laughs> Brand new strings. Oh, that felt good. What else? I'll let you do the next one. Because I know there's a thing, other thing that, that we did that... You haven't got the experience yet. Oh, yeah, well, no. But I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna steal that from you today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um yeah, well, I mean, obviously, uh I, I picked up the postage this week. Yes. And uh so it's uh, thrilled and overjoyed to uh, to open that box from Mr Mr. Norm and uh find two custom made pedals that he just gifted to us just as a complete surprise. Yeah, I didn't know um, it was coming. Which is really cool. So yeah, I got a little got that. Um, it's nice to have a tube screamer style, uh, drive pedal back, uh, to, to mess around with and a clean boost alongside it. I, and Norm knows my love of clean boosts. Mm. So I think, uh, I think that's what he was thinking. It's really cool to have a, have a pedal with the cultured guitarist logo on it. Yeah. That's very cool. That's pretty rad. Uh, and then we got a package from our buddy Sheldon ends over mm-hmm. at True North pedals. Uh, the lumberjack fuzz, octave fuzz. Which you've had for a few days now. Man. And uh, you're clearly thrilled with. Yep. Um, so I'm going to take that from you. Yep. I'm going to take it home, and I'm going to spend some time with it, and we're going to have a review of that uh, on a pretty pretty soon episode, I think. We're Very gonna, near. Because uh, these are unreleased right now, and uh, we want to well, we want to strike with the iron's hot with yeah, that yeah. one, so I think. Throw some so. weight behind <laughs> it, because I'm super impressed with it, so. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that uh, on a future episode, and that's kind of been my week. Other than that, uh, I also restrang the acoustic guitar. Strung? I didn't get to... Restrung? Rest- well, whatever. Okay. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to clean it because I was doing the restring at like one in the morning, so... Mm. But I well, did... Well, you played a show. I did play a show. That's I played cool. a show for the first time since the COVID-19 lockdown. Celebrating our nation's birth yesterday. Yes. Um, so I got to go out and play a show and kind of dust off the old chops. Um, break in the new pedal board layout with uh, a gig with all the Caulfield cables. Mm. And uh, I actually left my Empress delay at home and took out that Ibanez DE7 Echo that I've been... You're kidding me. That has just blown my mind, dude. I'm in love with that pedal, man. I immediately have been like looking for a second one. Uh, it's super great. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get the second one for 50 bucks. Uh, well, not anymore. Way seem, to go. <laughs> seems like the resale <laughs> on those is about triple that uh, at a minimum. So, yeah, it's a great pedal, though. I don't know what to say. It's just a cool, cool delay circuit. I, I get the hype. I get why they have a cult following. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, gigged. Went good. Did some looping stuff. Awesome. Had some fun. So, Enough about that crap. Let's get into it with Mr. Mike, muscular Mike <laughs> Rollinson. <laughs> so, Mike, man, um, 
I don't know how much you've talked about this with any other interviews or anything like that, but for our listeners, why don't you give us the the origin story? Uh, you can make it as uh, long or as brief as you'd like. <laughs> well, you know, I um, my whole thing is I like to build pedal platform. I like to build, and what I've done is I've sort of pulled, I've gone through some old vintage circuits and I pulled the preamps apart, pulled the preamps out, separated the preamps from the power stage, and then separate them in the box. So you know, I like to do stereo and I'm trying to come up with the ideal stereo with no hum, no feedback, no anything, just completely crystal clear guitar stereo. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of my goal. Origin wise, you know, I've always been like a, like a hi-fi guy. Um, and a few years ago I was talking to a buddy of mine who uh, runs a studio and I said, you know, what do you think about me building tube amps? And he's like, yeah, I think it's a great idea. You know, So I kind of just took the idea and ran with it. Um, and I've been at it for a couple of years now, um, at least on the sort of professional level. Um, and I mean, I, this is not my full-time job. I, I own a brewery, so I'm a brewer. So I'm, <laughs> I make beer most of the time and, and amps are secondary. So, oh man. Yeah. You are the, okay. You are a hipster god. Yeah, we drink beer. <laughs> <man. Right. laughs> you own a, a a craft brewery and you're building boutique guitar stuff. Yeah, and man, that's me. Somewhere out there, you've got like the next Foster the People band, <laughs> and they have a shrine to you, well, uh, you in know, the corner of their jam space. I, I hope so. You know, I've got you know, I've got a lot of really interesting things going on that nobody else else. It seems to be doing so that's my other thing is I'm, I'm trying to you know find my own way without copying too much stuff or, or you know following you know just doing pedals or you know I wasn't going to do pedals at all and I just started doing pedals just to kind of get my name out there a little more it's 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 a lot easier to sell somebody a pedal than to sell somebody an amp so mm. well <laughs> I, I gotta be honest man um I mean I'm turned on by, by all the stuff you've been building but it was the amps that kind of roped my interest in the at first yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, uh, I do I do a stereo pre that's got DI outs on it, um, and I've got a few of those floating around the country right now. Um, I got Nick Sanborn from Sylvanesso has one in his studio, which is pretty close to me here, um, and Nick loves it. He runs his, uh, he runs his uh, synthesizer through it. So, and basically it's like, it's the preamp section from a Silverface Deluxe Reverb, doubled. Oh, left and right, completely separated, but in the same box. So, and again, once you pull that out and you separate them and you put them in the same box, you get a, a, away from a lot of that ground loop stuff that you end up with when you try to run oh, two amps at the same time. A right. deluxe reverb is possibly my favorite <clears throat> combo amp. I love the Silverface. The Silverface controls are amazing. So I think they, they, they really, that was one of Leo's best circuits, I think, was the control section, just a clean clean channel control the, the way he did the 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 uh the treble and the bass with the it's got a a mid dump like a mid scoop resistor in there so it's like it, it affects the mid-range when you're as you change the the bass and the treble you're also adjusting the mid-range too so cool hmm. yeah I, I just plug it into one of those amps is uh it's always a treat so i i imagine plugging into uh a dual one in one enclosure is just like that's such a genius idea dude i'm, I'm really turned on by that yeah yeah i don't want everybody to steal it <laughs> i've been trying to get my name out there before anybody stole the idea so but yeah so you know like growing up like i was like a hi-fi kid so i was a kid who had you know i had a separate preamp and i had separate monoblock power amps you know and that was just kind of my thing and then I never understood why that never made it to the guitar world. I mean, I get the fact that you want to overdrive these tubes and you want all this stuff, but I really like to build pedal platforms. So for me, like I've got power cabinets, so I'll take, I'll take the power section of like a JCM 850 and, and just, just build the power section in and put it in the bottom of a, of a speaker cabinet. And then I can run one of my pre's right to it. And I can change preamps. You know, you can have a Fender preamp on a JCM 800, or you can do whatever you want. So, oh, that's a neat concept. That's I don't know of anybody approaching that at all. No. Yeah, that, that that was my goal was to try and try and you know find my own way and do something different that nobody else is doing. So, well, that's awesome, man. You know, that's that's kind of cool too. Like with a handful of different preamp 
stages or designs, you could literally shape tones that no one's really heard because when's the last time Mm -hmm. you saw, you know, a deluxe reverb preamp stage going into a JCM 800 power stage? Like you just, that doesn't, my brain. I mean, I know I'm trying to go, I'm going like, man, the, the, you know, a lot of the old Marshall stuff was just Fender stuff anyway. I mean, Marshall just ripped Fender off anyway. So, I mean, Leo pretty much invented all of it. So, well, he didn't even really do that because the the GE catalogs of the time, yep. like when it he bought GE, tubes, they gave right. you little schematics for projects that you could do. And that was Leo's first amp was one of those, which I think is hilarious. Like there's there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you know, I, I just you know, and and I don't do every you know, I do things point to point too. Like I don't like turret boards. I was doing turret boards for a while. For me, they just end up being like. RF antennas, you know, they just, they, they're too damn noisy. So, um, I do, I do everything point to point now and the noise floor has just dropped dramatically. Mm. So you keep your leads really short. I mean, it's, it's, it's the way to go for sure. It, it kind of boggles your brain though. I mean, you get in there, especially like today, like designing a new circuit, that's two different things and you're trying to cram them together and you're doing it point to point. Your brain kind of gets mad at you a couple times there, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot easier when it's on a turret board because you can see it and it makes a little bit more sense, but it, it certainly sounds better when you go point to point. Well, listen, my, my brain gets mad at me when I'm trying to put on shoes in the morning. <laughs> so so we're really, uh, yeah, we're basically on the same level here is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm also intelligence. I do make good many thing, brain hard. <laughs> um, no man, I I I respect the hell out of what you're doing. I'm just I'm super super into it. So uh, <laughs> you do so much. I gotta be honest. I'm I'm a little bit like, where the heck do I start with this, man? There's just there's everything, <clears throat> everything in the world. You, you you really are all over the place, and I mean that in a very good good way. Yeah, I do lots of like little custom switches and, you know, I do some, most of my pedals are all, almost all the pedals I do are based around using a 12AU tube in there, you know, so I do drive pedals and then I do this new reverb pedal that I came up with. So, um, the Space Ape, which has been a really cool pedal. It's, it's, it's definitely different (laughs) than anything else out there. Pretty neat. So love love the name. Yep. So good. (laughs) Uh, so why space ape? How did, uh, how did that, well, you know, well, one, because it's like, it's a tube overdrive with a, with a belt and brick reverb jammed in between the triodes of 12 AU. So not only is it a reverb, it also is an overdrive. So, and I've also, I've got a little bit of feedback pushing back in there too. So as you turn it up, it starts feeding back more and more and more and more as the reverb goes up. So, and it'll, it's, it's pretty it's got a nice growl to it when it needs to. So <laughs> sounds really uh-huh. wild and early. Yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool it's a cool pedal, you know. And I mean it's like right now you can still get vintage twelve AUs for dirt cheap. So, you know, I they, they just don't use for very much stuff. So I you know, I've been buying lots of vintage twelve AUs on eBay for cheaper than I can get new ones, so hmm. You know, I, um, Seth from uh, from Night Owl Industries was uh, saying something similar about uh, EF eighty six tubes. It's like they're they're underappreciated in the guitar market, and and uh, so he's bought up kind of a whole whack load of new old stock of those things because he, he really likes the sound of them. So. Yeah, I'm I'm on eBay almost every day just looking to see what's there. You know, I've got certain things fifty seven fifty ones, my all time favorite preamp tube for sure um apparently everybody else is now too because they're really getting expensive on the old market so the new stuff's still relatively inexpensive but vintage nos 5751s are crazy expensive now Mm. well it doesn't take much when one person catches on to something great like that it seems Mm -hmm. like everybody kind of real quickly follows suit and yeah so let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of your your naked preamps and amps. Let's get into those things because uh, I just dig them, man. Yeah, there. You know I, what I did was um, I took my my idea or, or things that I built in the past, um, and especially when I got away from the turret board and I didn't need all that space in there. 
Um, and I tried to fit things in the smallest enclosure I could. So, and then at the same time, Hammond has their, Hammond has, they're doing these, um, they call them, I guess they, for pedals they do, they call them stomp boxes, but they've got a bunch of different sizes of their enclosures that they're powder coating now in a bunch of different colors. So for me being so small, it's, it's a lot easier for me to just get stuff from them that's already done. So that's kind of where it started. Um, and then, you know, again, it's a lot of those preamps I build are, are, are based around a deluxe reverb, you know, just the, just the clean channel preamp in there. <clears throat> that's really cool, man. Like, you know, the, um, I, I think a lot of folks are, are coming awake to the idea of, of collecting and, and using all sorts of really cool skook and preamps. Um, to, to really affect different tones and change their, their tones and stuff. And I think pedal platforms, you know, they've dominated the market for, gosh, almost 10 years now. They've just been the way. And I think they're going right. to continue that trend because PA systems have gotten so good. You just, not many people want to haul around that. Uh, as glorious as it is, a JCM 800 full stack, it's just mm. not going to be the well, thing. You, you, well, you, you don't need to. That's no, the thing. You you know? I mean, everything Absolutely. I build for the most part is tiny. You know, every now and then somebody will want me to build something big. But, you know, for the most part, I mean, the majority of my amps top out about 15 watts, you know, because um, you just don't have to have that much power. You don't have to have that much size because the PAs have gotten the PAs and the mics both have gotten so good. It's like, it's ridiculous to lug all that equipment around. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think uh, for, for those who, fellows who want to be um, kind of living the more analog life, um, I think what you're doing is the future. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're easily just encapsulating where that style of player is, is going to be going from, from here on out because uh, everybody who's not about that is going to be on the Kemper train and... Uh, the helix train right right um, right and there's those of us who just still prefer a little bit a little bit more old school but um i mean i don't want to it's great amp but i don't want to haul a twin i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to carry one i can't carry one anymore mm. i have a horrible back um, <laughs> bro i mean yeah some of those things have just i mean they're just so heavy they're so big and so heavy and it's like you think about especially like the, the musicians who aren't big enough to have a crew Mm. Oh, and, yeah. and they're schlepping that thing out and trying to stuff in the back of their station wagon it's like geez man you could be you could have been out of there you know half an hour ago if you just you know not carried such a big amp with you so yeah absolutely um well, that I, was like when we when we brought that dual showman down here into the studio oh my gosh oh. that thing had the heart of a dying star and it. it was so <laughs> heavy drag uh. that thing down or up those flight of stairs bound down and up again it was yeah. horrible <laughs> Um, so when, when I was in my early twenties playing in rock bands and, and touring and stuff, like we did the classic thing of, uh, had, had the Ampeg 810 full, full medulla, the 300 watt tube head. I was playing a Rivera combo amp, that Chubster 40 on top of a Marshall 412. And then there was a, you know, guitar rack with three basses and a double neck and a whole pile of guitars, way too much gear. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and just, I would, like, this is why my back is broken. <laughs> crap crap yeah. loads of gear. And, Dude, there's and just it, no reason to do that no. anymore. You know? I mean, it's just like, you know, there's so much good stuff out there. And the PAs are so great and the microphones are so great. There's just no reason to, to carry all of that heavy equipment. You know, you don't get any better sound with all that. No, you, you don't. And, and like... Doing that now, I would I would instantly be like, let's di the bass, let's get small combo amps for a little stage noise, and let's right let's bring volumes down and yeah, <laughs> and, and and di is something that I've worked on quite a bit, you know, and I I work it into quite a bit of my uh, my preamps and my amps both. Um, so a lot of my preamps or my or my uh, my integrated amps you can take and go to a cabinet and go to the board at the same time. So, um, so you can definitely sweeten it up a little bit by doing yeah. that. See, that's why, that's why you're, that's why you're muscular, Mike, because <laughs> your brain is the muscle 
And you're using it to be, build beautiful things like that because you're a beautiful man. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like I, I just split everything up. So I've got, you know, I've got all these preamps laying around. I've got all these power heads laying around. And that's sort of, you know, my stick is I, I want to be able to change my preamp out and go to a different, you know, to a different power head. I want to, and, and it's stereo too for me is like big. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about stereo guitar. So, mm. I, I'm mixed I on it. Like yeah, I, I like any of it. So I like not... stereo effects, but uh, because my pre-pandemic uh, living was touring, um, I ran mono because I just didn't want to haul the gear. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, and it, and and again, you still have to haul the cabinets, you know. But but at least you know what I'm trying to do is is put the power in the cabinets and then make the preamps in your control really small. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah, most right. of my, most of my preamps are, are tiny these days. I mean, I'm still building some of the bigger ones. Um, just if I have to, just because of, if I've got to cram that many transformers in there, sometimes I just need a bigger chassis. So right. I'm looking at your, uh, your 10 watt stereo package here on your website. And it's like, it's such a smart and tidy thing. Uh, I could actually like, that is a practical option for being stereo and still not having to like, you know, throw caution to the wind and, and just have too much stuff. Right. You know, and, it, and that's running like a one powered, one powered cabinet, one dummy cabinet, and then an integrated amp. So basically my amp can send signal to the power and it's also got a five watt amp inside of it. So you can divide it up and you can just have a five watt single channel amp or you can have 10 watts of stereo. So yeah, no, it looks cool. great, man. Um, can we ask, uh, can we ask pricing? What do you, what would, what was a package like that cost? I mean, it's really all over the place, depending on, depending on if I'm building cabinets for everything, because mm -hmm. that's really where the money goes. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't even remember what I've got that one priced at online. I, I would think like if I'm going to do a really nice cabinet for two 10 inch speakers and a cabinet for the, for the, for the amp, it's probably about 2000 bucks somewhere in there, 2,500. That is not a bad deal for a custom-made rig and it's all point-to-point. -point. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's very great. Yeah, and I, I use, like, top-quality stuff, too. So it's, like, you know, all my caps and resistors. I use all Dale Vichy resistors, so it's all mil-spec stuff. Because, um, again, I, I'm trying to get everything as quiet as possible. You know, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want noise, you know. I, I, I want somebody to turn on my amp and be like, is that thing actually on? Yeah, that's my biggest... <laughs> of gripe i think the noise with, in with, your rig with tube with tubes period mm. i haven't had a lot of a whole lot of experience outside of like the two or three tube amps i've played it here in the studio but that's been my biggest gripe it's just that hum the noise that they make is like because i play mostly acoustic guitar so if i'm playing amplified i mean it amplifier with tubes is not conducive to acoustic guitar anyways but it's just the noise is almost too much even if it's just small and light like even my pro junior and i mean we kind of think that there's something else going on maybe it needs a little bit of tech work on that rig but it's a noisy thing and i just you know i'm not thrilled about it yeah it's the routing in there, there there's really no reason for any of them to be that noisy it, it's just the routing it's 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 spreading everything out super wide on a turret board the, the pcb stuff is a little bit noisy anyway because you've got a lot of cheap components in there um but I mean, it's really if you watch your lead dress and you watch your, your, your you know, how short uh, you want the shortest leads you can get, really, you know, and you don't want to cram stuff close to your power transformer. And you know, I've been, you know, I've been on this quest for quiet stereo for a while now. So, <laughs> and, and that's a that's a whole different ball game when you're when you're going stereo because you start introducing all the ground loop in there. And that's really uh, that's a lot of hum. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's talk pedals here. Mm. You have what I think is possibly one of the most genius pedal names I've ever seen. Uh, the Rogaine. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Overdrive. Yeah. The Harry Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that again is another 12 au pedal you know that's just a 12 au overdrive pedal you know um it can be run at 9 or 12 volts if you run it at 12 you get a little bit extra headroom there. 
And so it's it's obviously very closely related to your your big boy overdrive and and um, big boy is a little bit different circuit because the big boy is wired more like a, a cathode biased amp. Um, it's a little bit different how on the internals, but yeah, same same basic principle. You know, <laughs> you're you're, you're controlling you're controlling the front end and the back end of the twelve AU. So you can you got gain up front and then you got volume in the back. So you've got a lot of like different stuff you can do in there with it. So um, it can go anywhere from just a nice clean boost all the way to pretty, pretty good fuzz. Mm. I like it. I also like that the big boy's eyes light up just to terrify you. Yeah, I do that on everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) I was just saying last episode. It's so simple. I mean, it's a complete gimmick, you know. Oh, no. Hey. It's like pedals are on. Right. I mean, you got to get people looking at it, you know. So it's like (laughs) I I did it to try to make it more interesting. No, it it did. It hooked me like a fish, man. I was just saying last (laughs) episode that my only gripe with the lauren audio spitfire which is just such a sad and pathetic gripe to have <laughs> is that the led wasn't or the eyeballs were on the dragon <laughs> that's on the top of the pedal <laughs> casper as soon as i said it casper's just looking at me like i'm just i'm just a disappointment to the universe <laughs> it's like I'm, one of the I greatest am, pedals we've ever touched and i'm just <laughs> i am so happy that all the eyes light up on your pedals man <laughs> i really I mean, my, pe- my you know my pedals are all just hand wired totally analog except for the belt and brick in the in the reverb everything is like super analog no pcb i mean i'm not big enough to have any printed board so i mean and i don't know that i would if i could but it's most of my stuff again i like to put a tube in everything so Mm. (laughs) and uh and so far have you done that pretty much yeah except for my switches i think everything has at least one tube in it so (laughs) you know i I do some kind of weird switching too so you know like an aby di that was one of the things i built so um it's like i don't understand why people waste all this giant space with this di box it doesn't do anything but sit there when you can at least put some other stuff in it you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know people don't people don't always know if they have options or not so i think uh maybe that's that's the message to get out there on this level is uh you got options you can right oh yeah absolutely man i build everything custom you know i have people you know people will say hey can you do this and i'm like i can sure try you know <laughs> I, I think i can do it you know hopefully i can <laughs> Well, I mean, if you can't, you don't get to charge them any money. So yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like all the artwork aside, um, the I just want to talk about the piggyback pedal a little bit. I really think this is a cool idea and totally kind of outside the box from from my mind, anyways, from my perspective. Because um, you can literally put any effect in the loop between the triodes on that tube in that tub, yeah correct? The, that, that is the piggy yeah the piggyback is it is the big boy pedal but then i added an effect loop between the triodes so you can take a digital reverb and and make it analog or at least give it analog some some analog tone yeah that is so cool i mean you could but it, it doesn't just start or stop at a reverb you can stick anything in there you know, oh, like absolutely. That's, that's you can stick your cool. whole pedal board in there. I mean, right? really. I Which mean, I like... plan to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can just imagine the ethereal space and time segment with a whole bunch of tube preamp <laughs> wrapping it up on the end. Yeah, yeah, right. Again, it's like I just, I just, you know, when I started looking at the circuits and everything else, I just start dissecting them. And I'm like, what can I separate? What can I pull out? What can I put in? You know, it's like I just built that that forty watt amp for for more guitars. Um, oh, and yeah, does such good work. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he does fantastic work. Dan does great work, and um, I got a guitar from him, and I was like, you know, I'd really like to to have an amp over there because he's got people flying in from all over the world, you know, to to test guitars in his shop. So he told me what he wanted, and it ended up being shoot it's like the the preamp is wired like a matchless spitfire into a tweed princeton just because he wanted super simple control so it's just a tweed princeton volume tone then it's a jcm 850 watt but it's actually only 40 watts um you know solid state hard drive 
super clean you know it's just like clean and loud that's what he wanted so sorry that's what solid I state hard drive i mean i'm sorry <laughs> Solid state rectifier. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, sorry. Whoa, what does it do? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, sorry about that. No, so, solid state rectifier. Not sure where hard drive came from. Yeah, yeah I would, I've made slip ups like that. But <laughs> for a minute there, I was like, whoa, boy, we're getting deep. I don't even, yeah, no, I don't even no, know no. what this is. Yeah, no, there's no hard drives. <laughs> well, it's, it's, that's a, okay, that's a cool lamp. Yeah, man. That is a seriously cool lamp. And now I want one. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, all right. And you're also doing pedal boards? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, there's a whole other range of products here. Cause I know. Like, pedal boards, man. And well, like, you know, that, that's right. That's straight from Dan at Moore. You know, he's like, you know, you should really be making pedal boards that match all your amps and cabinets. And I was like, holy crap. I never even thought about that. <laughs> but I mean, I've got every, I've got all this wood here, anyways. Is it making a? So I made a jig for my table saw, and I could pop out a pedal board pretty quick right now. So. Oh man, nice. So it's gonna be like about a week before we see the first pedal board with a preamp, twelve AU seven based in it, and yeah. a DI <laughs> built on the back with the powers. <laughs> Underneath all hey, the mounted and stuff, you're, you're on to something here. Dude. I just know exactly what I'm like. Oh, like it's already like, huh? If I were gonna order a thing right now, so, yeah. so yeah, it's just just me spitting out a fantasy on top of a. Because, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, how often do you talk to somebody who's who's one man shopping kind of all these different territories and could actually do that. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, rarely. Yeah. This is the first. Cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I taught myself all this. So, you know, it's like I taught myself to solder. I taught myself to read diagrams. I taught myself woodworking. So it was a, it was a journey for sure. I taught myself to solder and then I taught myself to sort of read diagrams. And then I taught myself to give up and buy it from somebody who's. <laughs> <laughs> It, it definitely worked with my brain pretty well. So, it's, uh... <laughs> Sorry. it's just it it just it does fit you. And, yeah. and it's like, wow, you just nailed that, dude. Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was a stand-up comic. <laughs> was. Yes. <laughs> um, I am off track now because yeah, I distracted you. Yeah, you're. Ah. <laughs> um. Yeah, where was I going to go? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know either. I think I was thinking about your your more offset, and then now that's a such a sweet axe, <laughs> and uh, and is that's kind of your main your main axe now, or? Well, I have like you know I've got several. Um, I've got a I've got a an offset um, with filtertrons in it that a buddy of mine nearby built. Um, I play quite a bit um, Gibson scale with a inch and three quarter nut on it, so. Um, and then I've got I've got a telly that I put together, and I've got a hollow body strat that I put together. You know, so I've got I've got several guitars sitting in there. Right. I mean, I've, I've seen your telly on your Instagram. It's, is it spalted? Uh, it is spalted, right? Yeah. Oh, yep. Nice. Yeah, I just I just put a new set of pickups in there and, and reverse wired it. So I don't like having that switch up front. I'd rather have the volume up top. So, um, and then I put a set of. Uh, Quiet 52s from Mojotone in there. So mm, I've been to try out some Mojotone pickups. I haven't got into them yet, but they Mojotone makes great pickups. Yeah, yeah, he certainly does. His gold foils, I've I've been told, are just the bee's knees. Haven't uh, haven't had the opportunity yet though. But oh, okay. So I just looked up your your offset guitar That's here man pretty. that is a cool f-hole on that thing oh yeah 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 the more guitars it's amazing it's completely hollow there's there's not a block in it really so it's like it's a completely hollow walnut yeah i call wow. it the electric coconut it's like <laughs> you can, <laughs> it is it is loud as hell without being plugged in i mean <laughs> That's good. That takes some engineering to be completely hollow in that body shape and support the neck uh, and string pull and stuff. That's well, and that's yeah. slim too, right? Like that's a. I can't see the rest of it, but from the pictures I've seen, 
It's not a like a thick body. Like no, a, he's he's even, he's a clever. He yeah, likes his cool, cool, man. Yeah, he he does some really really cool stuff. It's like uh-huh. uh, that three thirty five esque body he does. Um, that's yeah. so that's completely hollow. Often fully wenge from him, and uh, super super thin. I think it's it's full thickness as a three thirty five is in the center where the pickups are, but the edges are like SG levels of thin. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. What he does is he takes it and splits the block of wood down the middle, and then hollows it out from the inside, and then glues it back together. Oh, yeah. So it's like completely hollow. It's it's nuts. I mean, he he does amazing work. Yeah, and his necks are just beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, he, he's somebody I hope to get on the show one day. That beautiful, I think he's Dutch, right? Beautiful Dutchman. He's actually, uh, he's from, he's from England. Oh, he lives in, he lives in Denmark, but he's from England. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so I had it wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> English, Danish. I don't know why I said Dutch, but. <laughs> And there's, uh, oh, there's he's done, job. you know, he, we, we talk quite a bit. He's done a great job. You know, we, we're, we're, we work together, you know, talking about stuff a lot. So kind of things we want to do in the future and birds of a feather, man, two mm-hmm. guys pushing the envelope and uh, stuff that is often very, very stodgy in tradition. Uh, right. I think that's, I think that's cool. I think the guitar world needs guys like you. Um, cause I think as a, as a bunch guitarists can be, we're, we're, we're generally a conservative bunch. You know, we, we very often kind of don't get away from our Gibsons and our Fenders and our Martins and our kind of traditional stuff. Um, and right, we're right. shy about it when we do, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, it, it's all, there's such great, I mean, it's the, one of the industries that, 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 you know, the. The, con- the commercial availability is there for fantastic instruments, you know. It's not like you don't have to go to custom to have a fantastic instrument, and you know. True. Um, and I think these days, like, the custom world has really come down to ground level. Like, there was, oh, an, absolutely. There was yep. an era where a custom instrument meant going to the big F for the big G and, you know, throwing $15,000 their way. Right, right, and basically getting a light variant on what they were already offering. Yep. Right, with your um, own appointments of, of some kind. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but, it, but it's chosen out of a catalog. Like you get to pick yeah. from these. these Which, to some level, they still do. It's obviously yeah. not that right. expensive anymore. But nowadays, there's there's so many indie builders out there on the ground level, um, doing each doing something different, and uh, prices are way better. And you can do things that uh, you never could have done 15 years ago. And I, I love oh yeah, that. I mean the, the availability is there for sure. Yeah, I mean, every- there there are so many builders in in every aspect of the industry now. So everything you're doing, I think, hits the hits these markers for me because you're you're touching on stuff. You're touching on custom amplification, custom pedals, custom power amps, custom cabinets, custom pedal boards, like. You are literally outside of a guitar itself, custom everything, mm. and that is crazy considering the fact that nothing you sell is priced at. I have to hawk a kidney on the black market levels. No, no, you know I don't want to be. You know I'm not. I'm not ever trying to be huge, and I'm not ever trying to be. You know that guy that thinks his equipment is better than anybody else's and worth more money. You know, I mean, I, I want to do unique stuff. You know, I I want to be. You know, I, if my equipment turns into Dumble 15 years from now, just because it's that good and there's there few of it, then awesome. But you know, it's like I'm certainly not trying to think that I can get those kind of prices now for sure. Mm. Well, I, I think that's good. I think I think there's a few there's a few builders out there that I know of that are definitely like aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> they want to produce less but charge more and and there's that's a different goal set and there's nothing inherently wrong with that i just i always kind of feel bad because like man i i want i want everybody to get the experience of cool stuff and uh when it gets to be super super exclusive that's always a bit of a bummer so i love that your stuff is accessible uh price yeah and that's, and, uh, yeah and that's how I, I that's how i plan to keep it you know i mean ultimately you know i got into this so that I would have something to do forever, you know. Brewing beer is a young man's game. It's it's very hard on your body. So um, especially at the low, you know, we're we're not a huge brewery. 
we're, we're a big brewery, but we're not a huge brewery. So we don't have a lot of the automation out there. So, you know, when you're, when you're hauling wet grain or bags of grain or anything else, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. So what's uh can, can we ask the name of your brewery? Uh, it's Joymongers, J-O-Y-M-O-N-G-E-R-S. Joymonger. And, okay, uh, cool. Greensboro, North Carolina. And then we have a, we have a barrel hall in Winston Salem as well. So we have two, we're, we're like retail guys. So we don't wholesale at all. Our beer is at our place. So we have two large retail outlets for beer, which before COVID was, you know, cr- crunching right along. We, we we're at fifty percent capacity now, so we're doing what we can. Yeah, that's a, that's what is the problem, uh, policy on uh, international alcohol shipping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like beer. I would like to try. It. Oh my gosh, you you ham! What? I'll buy it. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just set up a PO box okay, in Orville. Well, can, can we do your possibly illegal black market booze deal after the show? <laughs> oh, jeez! Just uh, if any federal uh, prosecutors are listening, um, string theory pedal boards. Um, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Old Uncle Al's uh, innocent. But I would also maybe did in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's <laughs> uh, okay. So, I'll take the follow up in your patsy, buddy. <laughs> hey, so right now you're running a contest. Still, uh, is that is that correct? Have you have you finished? Yeah, that? yeah. I've uh, actually I've been running it for a few weeks. So what I do is I I just pick something once a week and I give something away. Just trying to build more more you know interest on Instagram. Trying to keep people you know watching me and, and trying to get some more product out there you know i've yeah. got a lot of stuff laying around here that i'm not using at the moment so it's like <laughs> might as well put in somebody's hands and see what they can do with it you know no i love it i think uh i think i entered one of your contests for my personal account but i don't know <laughs> if i should be entered. so uh <laughs> um but yeah so currently i have a preamp on there um, yeah it's a small one channel preamp um and that can it can do a lot of things it can go straight to the board it could go into the front end of another amp as an overdrive it could go into the return of the effects loop and you could bypass your preamp and use this other preamp um or it could power any of my power heads which is ultimately what i do with it that's awesome um so this episode is going to air uh um, next tuesday um um so do you have a plan for, are you, are you doing another one this next week and stuff or? Uh, I'm just yeah, actually, can, uh, um, maybe I don't know what hype. it's, so, so you're going to air next Tuesday. Um, I don't have one lined up right now. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Okay. So but there will be gonna, something. Yeah. This will be out on the 7th yeah. of July. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to do another one. Yeah. Okay, cool. be another one. Um, right. I'm probably going to announce the winner on the preamp tomorrow. And I would typically what I would do would be set up the next one right after that. So, okay. So <clears throat> listeners definitely go to, to, uh, uncle amplified at uncle amplified on Instagram. And I'm going to spell that for you. Cause I don't think that's, uh, uh, most people will just guess that one, but uncle is spelled O N K E L uncle amplification amplified. so it's at uncle amplified on instagram and you can uh look for the post about how to get in on the the contest and stuff um because like dang who doesn't love the chance to win some cool free gear mm. um yeah and, and i gave away a pedal board week one and then uh last week was a piggyback pedal which went out to a guy in texas um and then, like I said, the preamps now. I, next week, I may give away a Space Ape. I'm not sure yet. It may be a Space Ape reverb pedal. Um, not there sure. You there you go. Some some <laughs> a, a TBD prize. Uh, it's going to be cool. Um, but I think you should be following Uncle on Instagram anyway. Mm-hmm. Just, just, he's making the best stuff, man. You gotta I ab- I'm just going to say this. I absolutely love these naked style amps i do too it's yeah. like it's like my <laughs> hi-fi wet dream brought to guitar it's just amazing oh, i i love these well things. you know the, the cool thing is i can offer those for a lot less money too because i'm not building this wooden cabinet for them you know right. so i mean it, it, you know the wood i use is really expensive as it is and then you know i've got a lot of time involved in the wood so i can you know that that's that was one of the reasons i did the naked line was you know to be able to offer something that even at a better budget you know it's just cool, man. And That's they end awesome. up looking so 
industrial and uh you know that that like i say that hi-fi i go into the hi-fi shop just to go and check out yeah what is it what is it like one of your two preamps usually go for just like this one you're giving away uh the one i'm giving away i think that one that's just a straight it doesn't have a di in it i think it's like 300 bucks that's so cheap yeah man. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah it's not bad at all you know and i mean if you add di it's gonna add a hundred dollars at least because i mean i use really good di transformers and those are expensive mm-hmm. so um but that, that's another thing you know it's like at that point now you're you're sending a a, a, a di signal straight to the board and your power and, and you're sending signal to a power head in a cabinet and you're micing the power head and then you've got a clean straight through signal going to the board that you can sweeten everything up with so you know it's it's pretty cool that's a, yeah man it's, it's a heck of a unit a very smart little solution box uh, i really i really dig what you're doing I didn't, okay, so I there's a question I've had on the back of my mind this entire time, and I've been wondering it since I first discovered you. But what is the what is the name Uncle? Where did that come from? Well, <laughs> so I'm a brewer, and the 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 person that I learned everything really about making beer from was a German guy, and everyone around here calls me Uncle Mike. So Uncle is Uncle in German, O N K E L. Okay. So that's yeah. So it's right. just it's I was uncle. Wondering yeah. if it was that, but yeah, it's just uncle in German. Cool. Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. All right. I've got a creepy side personality on the show <laughs> called Uncle Al. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's different. <laughs> uh, that's that's been my real nickname for a long, long, long time. So what? How? Do, yeah. How do you? So how did you end up with that? Is there an origin story there, or did it just somebody say it once and it just kind of? It's just like one of those things, you know, I mean, I've had that nickname now probably going on 20 years, you know, um, I, it, we have a lot of colleges in Greensboro and I, you know, I've got a lot of younger friends and, you know, I'm angry a lot. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of fit. It's at some point it was like, hey, Uncle Mike's all pissed off at somebody. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, uh, what's coming up in the near future for, for uncle? Uh, well, as soon as I get this reverb tank off the off the desk, which hopefully will be tomorrow, I'm hoping to be testing that thing tomorrow. Um, I'm going to build an integrated stereo, uh, so it'll be two seventy five seventy ones or seventy five eighty ones, two fifty seven fifty ones, and then a twelve AX in the middle. Um, so. The, what I've got now, what I play through right now, is a stereo pre into a stereo power and i'm gonna try and squeeze all that into one box cool yeah so it'll be two single-ended basically two single-ended amps in one case sharing a power transformer all right so that's a cool project yeah. uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's, i would that's love to know one. actually what that means but it's going like my brain's on stutter <laughs> mode going, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, again, you know, it's like if you can get it all in one box and you've got one power cord leading to it, you got way less chance of ground loop. So when you go to plug everything in, the goal here is, again, not to hear anything until you're ready to play. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's that's what I'm always aiming at. So, um it's it's a it's a learning curve for sure you know hmm some of our learning curves are uh easier than others Mm. uh (laughs) some of us are on a far more advanced curve (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh yeah you're kind of blowing my brain apart a little bit with, uh, what you're doing <laughs> so there. anyway it'd be 30 watts of stereo two 15 watt single single ended amps so. yeah, that's just perfection right there sounds just it's right. good it's a good size yeah. yeah you know i'm i i don't know what it is for my for my money i love the 10 to 20 watt range amp of amplifiers it can be less than 10 but i love it if it has the up to 20 kind of range um I, just something about it any bigger than that and uh you better be playing with an ape of a drummer or something because yeah just, i mean i just it, don't get it's, it it's it's so loud right you know i mean it's it's like one of the things i'm doing this week is i'm helping a buddy out with his um what is that it's a blues deluxe so he's got a blues deluxe 
and it's too loud. You can't, you know, he, he plays in a band, a loud band, and it's still too loud and the lead guy can't cut it. So I'm putting an attenuator on it this weekend. Mm. Um, and I also built a little volume box to go in the effect loop too. So he can try either one out and see what he wants to use, but we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah. um, no, I've, you're right, man. Those things, you know, the funny thing about those amps is there's a sweet spot on those volume knobs where they all of a sudden come to life. And it's at that point that it's too loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it is, you know, and it's like, I, I don't understand the lack of control on a lot of those old amps, you know, like the tweet, like the tweet deluxe, that amp is damn near unusable. I mean, it's just so loud. It's a beautiful amp, but it's just as uncontrollable. Well, I think, uh, I think, I think that stems back to how conservative we are as guitarists and I, and the Royal we here. Um, and, and it's, you know, how many years did loudness dominate the quality market? Right. And, and so getting away from that is, uh, you know, we're really having to shift the guitarist cultural paradigm to, to do that. And, and that's where I think we're having a hard time. We're just a little slow to respond to those changes. That's like a really profound thought, actually, Al. <laughs> Point that out. Sorry. Well done, sir. You're well, absolutely right. I think, th thank you. I have my moments. No, I, I think volume did dominate over sure over quality of sound. Why did, why did Marshall suddenly make a, a splash and an impression on the music scene? Well, because they were the first 100-watt behemoth that was the first time people could guaranteed hear quality guitar signal at the volume it was needed for that era yeah right because i mean i don't think a lot of people understand um these days that you know the 60s and 70s when you went to a concert when you went to woodstock or when you went to an arena show there was a very solid chance that that pa was custom built the day before for <laughs> that gig yeah yeah, oh yeah, right. Like some some dude <laughs> had to organize <laughs> the shipment of a buttload of speakers and a buttload of wood and literally build all that stuff there. Yeah. Uh, because PA was just in its infancy for you know basically about 30 40 years from like 19 the 1930s to the 1970s. The, the early, mid-70s, that's kind of when you started seeing certain standardized PA stuff come in. Mm. In the late 70s, it was really standardized, and by the 80s, it was like, okay, it was there. It was huge, gigantic stuff. Yeah. But that's when, and that's all of a sudden when you see, like, a 50-watt JCM 800. Right. You know, like you can, there's a distinct year where PA got to a point where people weren't struggling anymore. Mm. But Hendrix's era, Clapton's era... All of our early guitar gods were in an era where, to be heard, the amp did all the work. Yeah. It was so, a, a full stack and yeah. 100, 100 watts, 120 watts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it's, you see, you know, it's hard to get away from that because we're still very much worshiping at the feet of a lot of those same guitar gods. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like everybody still thinks they have to have, you know, 50 watts, 60 watts, 70 watts, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when my buddy, uh, uh, when I was in high school, when my buddies got a uh, Mesa single rectifier, 50-watt amp. Right. And a loud 50-watt amp. like Oh, yeah. The crazy loud 50-watt amp. And I remember saying to him, like, oh, man, as the band grows, you're going to have to replace that because uh, you're going to, you know, 50 watts isn't going to be enough forever. <laughs> <laughs> right well i think there's a lot of confusion out there when you get into the wattage too between the solid state stuff and the and the tube stuff because you know a, a 10 watt solid state amp compared to a 10 watt tube amp is 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 oranges to apples i mean it's not even the yeah. same thing yeah don't even compare actually <laughs> right yeah um and and i mean i think that's uh, we're going in the other direction on that now with all the new solid state stuff coming out that is actually uh decent quality and uh Nobody knows how to understand the wattage on it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, with the Fender, with the Tone Master series stuff, where it's all solid state, I, they're just referring to old tube wattage levels to make people understand the volumes that they're working with, <laughs> yeah. which is just hilarious to me. Um, but, yeah, anyway, getting back to the point, like, I, I think you're, I, th I really think you're on, 
uh, on the curve here of, of what guitarists are doing, and uh, uh, most guitarists maybe don't even know it yet. Um, but if if they want something to analog, point to point, um, they're not going to use it if it's 50 watts. They're not going to use it if it's 100 watts. It's just, No club owner in the world is going to be like, yeah, go ahead, crank that mother up. Let's do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not even... I, Personally, like I've got hearing problems, mm -hmm. but I don't. I don't have hearing problems that make it so that I like. I need to listen to things loud. It's the opposite. It's like if as soon as it gets to a certain point, I can't hear anything anyways. Yeah, you know, like back in the in the early two thousand, mid two thousand something, I went to a show, big band. I went to some forty one, and okay. that show <laughs> was so loud. It was in an arena, and I, no matter where I went, I couldn't hear it. It was just too much. Mm. So, you know, I don't need. And most people don't need, you don't need to come out of the place feeling like your head's going to pop. So right. when you get quality sound, um, you know, out of 10, 15 watts, because that's that's what it is. It's quality sound that gets plenty loud. And, you know, you just don't need all that extra crap. And, you know, doing in a, in a you know, in a small, elegant form factor like you are, you know, splitting up your, your preamps and your power stage and everything. It's just so cool, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wanted it to be versatile. I mean, that's what I was going. I was, you know, I wanted you to have different, you know, you can take, uh, eventually, you know, if, it, if you could make it happen, you, all you would need to carry would be your preamp because, you know, your, your power section would already be sitting there, you know, you could plug that preamp into some other power section. Yeah, because ultimately, you just need something to, to amplify your preamp. So I mean, that's the, sort of the goal with my thing and, and what I'm looking to do continually is just to make things easier and make things lighter and to make things better. So I love it, man. Yep. Love it a lot. Uh, well, I really hope uh, one of these days that uh, I get the opportunity to tinker with some of your stuff because uh, I think you're, uh, I just think you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I ask you a quick question? I think we're, we're getting just about to our time. Limit, yeah, a little but, bit. Uh, sure. When can we expect this Epic back piece? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Piece? Oh, if you're on his Instagram, he's got a great photograph of a cougar coming through the window, dude with a pistol. Oh, that. <laughs> Love it. As soon as like, I read oh that, man, I was gosh, like, you yes. idiot. It, it popped up uh, on my Instagram feed. There's like some magazine that's like keeps popping up and it's got like the worst illustrations. And that was just hilarious. And I saw it. I was like, like classic, like 50s men's magazines of like dudes getting in weird scraps. With, it's, it's, like something Wild called animals. like backwoods or something. Yeah. I don't even know how it targeted me. It's like I don't even understand what I googled that made it follow me around. But it's pretty funny. It's awesome. Okay, I apologize for my uh, doofus on the co mic there. Uh, I just love it. Man. I thought you that were just going to bring us no, to some man. important question. That made me like, so oh, he thought so of something. Good. He just had to get it in there. No, it was just. It was. Something. It's important to me. Yeah. No, I, I see that now, and <laughs> and uh, I'm. Yeah. That's where you wave the flag. I apologize for my idiot friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, dude, it's been it's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, for thank doing you this. guys so much, man. I I really appreciate it. Oh man, this is this is what we're here for. Our our goal is bringing the gear community and the guitar community closer, one episode at a time. So, that's this is this is our life. Awesome. And uh, as always, dear listener, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we listener. appreciate it. Dear listener. <laughs> yeah, singular. The one. <laughs> possibly even fives of listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, and next week on, on the next episode. Uh, not, well, I guess well, not, for us that means this episode. But the episode after that, I'm going to make an announcement about my World my Championship. Baby. Yes. Oh. The Dr. Scientist Atmosphere Reverb Pedal Flappy Sigh, which is the game that's built into it. World competition. I'm going to make that announcement next week about how you can enter that. Spoiler alert, you got to have one of the pedals because I don't know how else you can enter the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive entry fee. I'm sorry about that. But Worth uh, it. There's some, I have, I have some official prizes on board now, one of which you heard about if you've listened to our episode with uh, John Esterly from Rare Buzzer. But uh, there's an unannounced prize that uh, you're going to want to hear. So tune in for that next week. And uh, a huge thanks again 
to Mike from Uncle Amplification. And uh, I feel like you might need to change your name there, homie, because uh, amplification just does not <laughs> encompass <Yeah>. the <laughs> breadth of what you're doing. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. <laughs> yeah, Don't listen to Don't him. do that. He's no. an idiot. Everything I've said is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all my successful businesses. And the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Thanks again, man. It's It's been a real treat having you on. And thanks for everybody for listening to the show. Yeah.